Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in on this Tuesday night as we talk and look forward to the World Series. Starts Friday down in Houston. The Phillies are in after a remarkable postseason run. Let's talk about this Phillies team, how they got here, the World Series to come. With the guy who knows something about this, he's been in this before, Mickey Morandini joining us right now on the guest line. Mickey, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you, Joe? Mickey, we're doing great. I mean, this is uh, a really special time here in Philadelphia, and uh, what a run by this team. Mickey, was there a moment or a uh, a series or a game? Like, When did you start to realize this team was a little bit different than the ones we've seen in years past, which were talented, but always seemed to come up short towards the end of a season. Was there a time period during this season where this started to feel a little different to you? Well, I think the big thing is, as you know, in the past, we've had a lot of trouble beating bad teams. And, uh, you know, we started taking it to the Marlins and some of the, you know, the Nationals, teams that weren't very good. We were winning those games. That's something we hadn't done in a long time. So I knew this team had a little something in them. Um, but there's one game, and it was late here. Um, it had to be the Cardinals game in game one where they're down, they're not scoring any runs, and all of a sudden we drop a six spot on them. And I think that was a big turning point for these playoffs because now they got some confidence. Uh, you know, they got Nola going in game two, and – as you know, it's it's been a heck of a ride since then. They've been playing really well. Yeah, Mickey, they have. You mentioned Nola and what he, he and Wheeler have been able to do. I mean, you you had a chance during your career to play behind Kurt Schilling, who's one of the great you know postseason pitchers in the history of baseball. And I'm not saying that these guys are yet in that category, but they're they're having those kind of postseasons, especially Wheeler right now. What are you seeing with those two guys? Because it just feels like every time they go out there, it, you, you have the chance of going seven innings with one or no runs. Yeah, no question about it. Just I think there's a lot of confidence there. Um, you know, w- once Wheeler came back from uh, the injury there where he was off for a few weeks, uh, that might have been the best thing for the Phillies to give him a little bit of time off, get time to rest, because uh, he did come into spring training, you know, a little hurt and got started late. So I think that actually was good for him. And, you know, Aaron had that uh, – you know, he's had a lot of things go wrong for him in September, but uh, he's been lights out for a long time now, and um, they're just feeding off each other. I think that's, that's what good pitchers do. They feed off each other, they push each other, and Will and Nola are a great one-two combo right now. Mickey, uh, you had a chance in your career to play with and play against during that time, you know, some of the great hitters in the history of baseball. Obviously, your era co- coincided with a lot of Barry Bonds and Frank Thomas and A-Rod. I mean, some great, great players. And you had a chance in uh, in 98, I believe, to be a teammate with Sammy Sosa, who also had an amazing run. Um, your thoughts right now on what Bryce Harper's doing? I mean, in terms of October, it's it's special, but just his career as a Philly so far, I mean, when a guy gets that much money, it's tough to live up to the hype. This is a kid that we, you know, not a kid anymore, but then it was a kid, 16 years old on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I feel like Bryce Harper has, has almost exceeded the hype, which seems amazing to do. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, he's come in here and really turned this organization around. Um, he's got people wanting to come to Philadelphia and play now. Um, but, you know, that was a perfect moment uh, the other day, you know. We're down a run. He's got a chance to do something special. And a lot of guys will not come through in that situation. And, um, you know, he made some adjustments in the plate. He came, uh, kind of pulled off the ball the first couple of swings and realized that they were staying away from him, made the adjustment. And uh, just, uh, 
You know, it was a perfect situation at home in front of the crowd. It was pretty amazing. We're talking to Mickey Moore and Dean here as the Phillies get ready for the World Series on Friday night down in Houston. Mickey, you play in the 93 World Series. I see some similarities here. You know, your, your team was kind of an upstart. Didn't know that wasn't a preseason expectation to be in the World Series. You had a great year, made it. The Blue Jays were kind of a juggernaut for years in the American League and had won a World Series before. Do you see any similarities between um, that, that what, you, what you experienced in 93 and what the Phillies are trying to take down now with this Astros team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar. I mean, obviously this year the Phillies got off to a very poor start. I think there were seven games under 500 when when Joe got fired or somewhere around there, and Rob came came in and did a tremendous job. And as you said, our team we were you know we were picked to come in last by pretty much every major publication and sports uh, person out there. So um, we both had the, kind of the odds against us, but uh, you know the Blue Jays were. I mean, they were an unbelievable team. They had like four or five Hall of Fame potential players on them. And, and this Houston team, I'm telling you, they are really, really good. That starting uh, rotation for them is off the charts. So we're going to have to play some really good baseball. Um, we're going to have to score some runs and try and hold them down. But uh, I think if we can get game one or game uh, one game in Houston, I really like our chances of winning this series. Mickey, I do too. We're talking Mickey Moore and Dini here as the Phillies get set for the World Series. Rob Thompson, you mentioned uh, when he took over and, and Joe was let go in, in early June. It, you know, this happens every once in a while. We had it with uh, Jack McKeon in 2003 with the, with the Marlins, but it's remarkable that the turnaround, same team. You know, I know they added a couple pieces to the deadline, but it's basically the same team to get these kind of results. What impresses you the most watching Rob Thompson handle this team? lot of things actually one he gave the young guys a chance to play and kind of let them get through their their uh, troubles you know um, they weren't hitting very well at times especially Scott but he stuck with them um, Burling wasn't playing a lot started playing a lot more so he really gave those young guys an opportunity to grow and they did but I think the biggest thing was you know he, he put some stability in that lineup where he put them in order and he kept that order going he didn't move guys around too much and uh, i think he created roles in the bullpen too especially the back end of that rotation i think it's very important for players to get into routine hitting the same spot know when they're going to pitch in games and i think rob did a great job of doing that Mickey, you know, we heard so much, and, and we had seen him on such big stages about Kyle Schwarber. We knew his power. I mean, that you watch him for five seconds, you know, this guy can hit a ball out. But the thing that I, I think has really struck me with him here this year is, is how he's changed this clubhouse, his leadership. The guy is a winner. How important is that, the, the, the element they added with Kyle Schwarber? The home runs are great, and that's a big part of what he brings. But it feels like he's helped this team believe they could win. They didn't have a guy like him before this season. Yeah, it's huge, and obviously everybody knows about Darren Dalton, one of the best clubhouse leaders I've ever been involved with. And when Dave Dombrowski compares Kyle to Darren, that's a huge, huge compliment. So he's doing some good things in that clubhouse. He's got a lot of playoff experience, which we don't have a lot of on this team, and I think that's really helped this team too. But it's huge to have that guy in the clubhouse that can create you know, a good atmosphere, uh, maybe get on some guys when they need to – to be, uh, you know, taken care of a little bit when some things aren't going real well in the ball game. But uh, from what I understand, and I don't get into the clubhouse too much, but um, I will say he's an IU boy, and I'm an IU boy, so um, good things come from those guys from Indiana. There we go. I, there's a connection there. Mickey Moore indeed on the line with us. Mickey, how about the crowds here in Philadelphia? Phillies are undefeated so far at home in the postseason. And I always think with the way the World Series is set up, it's interesting. They, other sports have changed the format. Baseball still goes 2-3-2. Two, two. So you get the three straight games if you're the road team, which the Phillies obviously are in this series, at home. I think that's a pretty big advantage. You know, if the Phillies could split it, and you said it a few minutes ago, if they could split the first two in Houston – Having three consecutive games here in front of this crowd, I feel like that's a pretty good advantage for the Phillies. It is, and I think we saw that in the San Diego series, how, how big of an advantage it was. I don't think teams understand what uh, they're going to run into when they come into a packed house at CBP. I mean, I was there for all three games, and it was electric. And I mean, it was off the charts. And 
I can remember back in 93 playing at the vet in front of 50,000 screaming fans. I mean, I couldn't even hear myself think at times. So that's a huge advantage for the Phillies. And like you said, hopefully we can get one game in Houston and then make Houston come in here and win a game. It's not going to be easy for them to do. Mickey, do you think that the, the delay this week or the time off you know, from Sunday to playing Friday night, do you think that's a good thing? Do you worry about that? Now, both teams are dealing with it because both teams clinched and won their pennant on Sunday, but it is a pretty good amount of time off here. How do you think that will impact things? Yeah, it's a concern, for I think, for both teams, especially from the offensive standpoint. I mean, the Phillies were swinging the bats. They had a bunch of guys swinging the bats really well, and you want to stay in that rhythm and, and, and you know, stay hot. And uh, having four days off, that's a huge time to not be seeing really any live pitching or guys, you know, throwing hard and things like that. So it's, I, I don't think it's going to hurt the pitching. A couple extra days rest doesn't really uh, concern me with the pitching. But I am a little concerned with the bats. But as you said, Houston has the same amount of time off, so – you know, there's going to be no excuses. They're going to set up their rotation exactly like they want it. We're setting ours up like we want it. So now it's just time to go out and play and, and see who the better team is. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mickey, appreciate you hopping on. I know you're headed out to uh, to a trip maybe uh, maybe near IU. You mentioned you're headed to Indiana. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll catch up soon and enjoy game one on Friday. All right, thanks. Thanks, there, Joe. Thanks you got it. There he goes. Mickey Morandini joining us there. Talking some World Series in this Phillies team. So he thinks the delay could affect both teams uh, and the offenses. I wonder if that means we get a lower score in game one. I mean, that, that has to be difficult. There's no way to simulate that. Like, you know, they'll take BP. But, like, they're not the, – the Phillies will have their swings on Sunday, right? They finish the game six, whatever, on Sunday. They won't have it. they won't see live pitching again until they face Justin Verlander on Friday night. That's a long gap. It's, I guess it's about the gap of the All-Star break. Yeah, and Sunday you think about how some of the teams who got the bye through the wild card kind of struggled offensively, and they, they claimed it's because they got that week off. I mean, the Phillies have been going nonstop now for a month. Yeah. That they even had that opportunity. They No, they haven't. Uh, I mean, I guess it's like an all-star break, so it's not, oh, it's not ridiculous. I mean, they get this once a year during the season built in where they're done on Sunday, and then unless you go to the All-Star game, you go home and you play again, most likely on Friday. So it's pretty similar to that. But you're not always facing Justin Verlander coming out of the All-Star break. Like, it's it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, this is by far the toughest pitching matchup I, I think they have the entire postseason. Yeah, who's the best starter they've seen bef- uh, so far? Freed? I mean, Kyle, Kyle Wright, Wright had the most success against them. Yeah, Kyle Wright. And, and Darvish is good. And you Darvish is good, but he's not unbeatable. No, and Musgrove's good. Not overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, it's Verlander. This, I mean, this this series is probably – I mean, there's a reason these guys – And it would have been Spencer Strider had he been healthy. Right, and he was not. I mean, you could tell him that when he started running out of gas there. So it's uh, it's going to be a challenge, but it's also a challenge for the Astros. They've had the same amount of time off, and they're either going to see Aaron Nola or Zach Lear. I wonder when we get the um, announcement from Topper. said today it's common sense that Nola will pitch game one. He said that with Angela? I believe so. Common uh, doesn't mean he's going to do it. No, but I do think it makes sense because oh. you, you've seen Wheeler, and as great as he's been, his velocity has been tipping Yep. after the fifth inning. He hasn't really been stretched out since he came back from the IL at the end of September. I think it makes sense to give him an extra day. And so, Nola's been sitting around for almost two weeks now. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think Nola should start game one. So here's the other thing about the, the – I think there's an advantage to pitching Nola in game one rather than Wheeler. One, it gives Wheeler an extra day. Maybe that helps him a little bit. Nola's got extra rest anyway. What's, why does he need another day? Two, of the two of them, because of the recent injury to Wheeler, don't you think Nola's more likely to be asked or to volunteer to pitch in Game 7? One, five, seven, if they need him for an inning the way Suarez did? I'm not sure they would do that with Wheeler. Like, would they ask him to pitch? So Game 5 would be when? Wednesday? Yes. Game 7, Sunday? A Saturday. Yes. Two days rest. I, I don't know after he took a month off because of a forearm injury if they would ask him to pitch two days after a start. I don't know. I, I would doubt it. Because even Rob Thompson, remember there were talks about him doing that, I guess not last series, but the NLDS, him maybe coming back yep. and, and pitching in relief beforehand. And 
Rob Thompson pretty much shut it down and said there's no chance they were doing that with him. Yeah, and Nola's been so durable and so strong. I, I think there's more likely of a chance that we that he could do that. So I think there's a little bit of advantage to pitch him one and five. Steve is in a Harbor Township. Hey, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Good, Steve. What's yeah, up? Yeah, I'm looking at this series, and I'll tell you, you know, I mean, the thing that scares me about the Astros is the most is this is really not an analytic team. This is an old school old manager type team where they put the bat on the ball. And that's uh, that, that to me is, is, is the problem with going against the Astros. We're not going to, we're not going to see a ton of strikeouts. And I have a feeling they're going to really make our starting pitchers work a lot harder than they've had to work in this series. We're not going to get these strikeouts of nine and 10 a game. Like we, well, like we have been with Wheeler and, and Nola. That's what I'm looking at. And I really think the bottom of our lineup is extremely important for us to win. If we don't, the bottom of our lineup, uh, you know, you know, performs well, then we got a shot. I mean, I'm trying to find reasons to pick the Phillies to win this. And I'm a diehard Philly fan. I'm going to be rooting for my team, but I really see Houston in six in this series. They're just, they just from top to bottom seem like the better team. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they they want to, 106 games. They have one of the best pitching staffs ever, Steve. I mean, their their team ERA this year was under three as a team. I mean, that's that is remarkable. So, I mean, yeah, every number is going to kind of point, and every thought is going to kind of point to the Astros. I agree with you. Bottom of the order is really important, and I'm worried too about the strikeout stuff because every ball that every at bat that doesn't end in a strikeout means the ball is in play for the Phillies defense to have to get involved. Exactly right, and, and let's face it. I mean, uh, the layoffs. I mean. Hoskins was hot, and obviously Harper was out of his mind. Um, and then this layoff, I mean, I understand they have a layoff too, but I don't know. I mean, I look at this team. This team dominated the Yankees in the regular season and obviously in the postseason, 9-2 to two against the Yankees this year. That's pretty impressive. I don't, I don't know any team that could have done that to the Yankees as stacked as that team was. Um, and let's face it, I mean, you know, like I said, this five-day layoff is going to hurt us, I think, a lot more than it hurts them. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'll be rooting for my team. Win or lose, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, you know what, Steve? Appreciate it. Yes, I mean that's. I mean, I don't. We're not having that conversation yet. Like this is awesome, even if they lose. But there is something great about what they did. Like we've moved so far past. You know, was successful season. You know, what does this mean for the future? Like they've done something special here. If they got in. And just got beaten two games by the Cardinals. I think there'd be a lot of questions about the future. Like, what what, what was the season? Was this even like that good? They're the last wild card spot. You make it this far. They're in the World Series. I mean, there's, and the season is an overwhelming success. I would agree with that, but I also kind of look at it and wonder if this is their best opportunity, right? I mean, you, you're still in a division with two teams that won over a hundred games this year. You, you still benefited from a, a, a playoff situation. Um, that that completely yep. you know helped you walk into the postseason. And how often do teams get this far in the playoffs multiple years in a row? Like the Astros have done it, but the Astros and, and the Dodgers are, are you know two exceptions to the rule. And think about how old a lot of the Phillies regulars are, right? Like they can combined, they aren't as old as the 08 team because they have guys like Stott and Bohm playing, but. Reese Hoskins is over 30. Bryce Harper just turned 30. Nick Castellanos is 30. J.T. Romuto was 30. I mean, these guys, I don't know how many more prime years they have left. Like, this might be it for this group. Well, and then the other thing, didn't, didn't this postseason show us that there's no guarantee in the playoffs? Like, you, I think you can make a guess and say, you know what? Next year, and not next five years because they are not a young team, but, like, next year could they be better? During the regular season, I think so. Do it with Topper, and maybe they sign a, a pitcher or they add Trey Turner. Like, could they win ninety-four games next season? Yep. But guess what? That meant in the playoffs this year, nothing. Right? They could be better next year and, and not go as far. We saw that. Every, we saw that the whole time during their last run. Right? They got better every year. They won more games every year. Oh, seven, eight. Nine, they went all. I mean, all the way up to eleven. Yet they did stop going as far. Like the, the we we have a lot of history with the Phillies to to show us. The best team you have doesn't always go the furthest. I mean, yeah, I, I think there's a real chance that they add a, a, another big piece this offseason and are a little bit better next year. Maybe they win 90 or 92. That could happen. Bryce is healthy all year. Right? We can we could, we could spin it any way we want. But maybe they don't go as far in the playoffs. You're probably right. I mean, this is – I mean, is this is this group, the way it's constructed now, going to go to multiple World Series? I don't know. I mean, three weeks ago, I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I hate to – 
bring anybody down. And obviously you want to live in the moment because this is something that's special. And this is something that, you know, for me personally, I've experienced twice in my life before right now in my 27 years of living. But you, you kind of just kind of look at the writing on the wall for this franchise and what it means moving forward. I mean, Scott Fransky said it during Bryce Harper's home run call, right? He may never hit a bigger home run in his life. I don't know if the Phillies with Bryce Harper ever have a better opportunity at winning the world title than they do right now. Yeah, I mean, you could say maybe they'll go back one day and they won't face a team as good as the Astros, but getting there is hard. I mean, it's really hard to get to the World Series, and they got there through the sixth spot in the playoffs. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard. All right, coming up on the other side. We are going to play for you, in case you missed it this morning, Rob Thompson with Angelo Cataldi. If, if, in case, unless I missed it, Topper has not appeared on WIP very often. He also showed up on the Midday Show today. Did you know that? I did not realize that. Well, why didn't he come on the evening show? I don't know. We're waiting. I mean, If you're listening, come it, on. Yeah, So, but it was cool to hear him. I mean, I'm a big fan of Rob Thompson, what he's done so far. But, you know, he didn't have, like, a special thing. You know, when a new manager, we had it with Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler joined Ansel every week. That was awesome radio. Girardi didn't do it very often. I'm not sure, you know, the, the logistics and reasons behind yes or no on, on those kind of things. But Rob Thompson, as an interim, I mean, interim managers don't exactly, you know, go, go do a lot of media stuff. Uh, but he's not an interim anymore. And he's an NL champion. He joined Angelo this morning. Great spot. Talking about this team. I love when he was talking about the city and his feeling here. And now the Phillies are an international team, according to Rob Thompson. Hear that next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494 gets you aboard. As we've talked, it was a great guest tonight. Sean Pedergast uh, joined us from down in Houston. Mickey Morandini with Howard earlier on. So if you missed any of the show earlier, hop on the Odyssey app and uh, you could choose any part of the show you want to listen to. And uh, including the uh, the all-time great slugger, I think Bryce Harper really, really reminds me of. Matt is in Philly. We'll grab Matt, and then we'll uh, we'll bring you the Rob Thompson interview with Ansel earlier today. Matt, what's up, man? Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Thanks for uh, taking the call again. I'm your, I'm your resident Philadelphia Union caller. That's right, Matt. What's up, buddy? What are you thinking tonight? 
Just wanted to remind you guys that we're in the, the Cup semifinal uh, coming up on Halloween, and that's all good. And then I wanted to, uh, you know, wish the Phillies good luck publicly here. And um, I wanted to follow up with you about my my early bet on the, the Philadelphia Eagles, if you remember. Oh, yeah. So is the game – but the game is, is Sunday, or is it Monday? I thought the game was Sunday against the New York team, right? I believe so. The Union – they play on the 30th. 30th. That's Sunday. Yep. Yeah. So the uh, – I actually had the odds wrong when I talked to you last time. I thought it was 3,500. It was the 25, like you had said. But what I didn't mention to you that day was I placed a bet on uh, 8-21. So August 21st, the Phillies were 10 games back. The Eagles hadn't started yet. And it's a four-leg parlay with the Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, and Sixers. 50 cents to win 569,000. Wow. So it's all championships? All championships, total, you know, lottery ticket scratch off, but not looking too bad now. <laughs> That's actually, look, I mean, we'll see if the Flyers do, but the other, the other oh. ones, I mean, we got you got a baseball team in the World Series, <laughs> and you have the Eagles undefeated. I mean, those two, that's pretty good. I know. I'm like, I'm, I was so concerned about the Flyers because, because their, their season starts and they're definitely not going to win, you know. Right. But uh, <laughs> then the Sixers are the ones that are, you know, essing the bed, so to speak. I, I I know I, you know what it's funny they're they're totally under the radar right now like they could probably lose five more in a row no one will pay attention because of everything going on with everybody else but um, I'll be rooting for the Union on Sundays that so that I love how they're playing on the off day too in the World Series and the Eagles will be done like it's like a perfect yep. setup you got World Series game one Friday World Series game two Saturday Eagles at one o'clock Steelers Sunday and then Sunday night the Union will play yes yes they'll play at home as well so I think you know. More than any time in my life, I'm 27. It's a great time to be a Philadelphia fan. And uh, hey, that's all I got for you today, Joe. I always appreciate you taking my call. I'll you call got you. It. I'll call you when the Union win the uh, the cup. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. So I actually, uh, I don't know if you've seen this. There's people out there that have been sharing. They've had their Philly Philly parlays or Philly special parlays. Some people bet the both the Phillies and Eagles at some point over the summer or whatever. And they're pretty, I mean, crazy bets. Like if you hit both, it's, it's a lot of money. So I felt left out. So I did one recently, and I feel I did it, and I felt like there was a chance it was going to hit. And now I, there's one team I'm, I think it's going to ruin it on me, or might. So I put together a four-leg parlay. Tucker, tell me what you think. I did this just about like two weeks ago, just because I wanted to have something. I wanted to be part of this, this whole thing with all these teams. So if this hit, it pays out at 90-1, to one. okay? Phillies and El Pennant. I got the check mark, Tucker. I'm in. I got it already. Philadelphia Union Cup champions. All right, they're, they're, they're looking good. Eagles Super Bowl. And the Sixers, and I didn't trust them. They're the ones I trust the least. So I said, ah, I'm not doing title. They're not going to win the title. Over 50 and a half wins. And I still think they're going to get there. But what are they doing with three with losses already? Like, I, I watched them lose the first couple of games. I'm like, are, am I going to lose this dumb parlay on the Sixers only winning 50 games or 49 games? You might. They seem like the furthest away. I still actually feel pretty good about it. Phillies, that's it. I did the NL pennant, so that, that's it. Union win their cup, Eagles Super Bowl. Sixers have to get over 50 wins. And they've gotten over 50 wins, like, each of the last seven seasons, save for the pandemic season that got cut short. So by by the middle of February, I'll know if I have three of the four legs. And I'll that's be true. sweating the dumb end of the Sixers season. That that would be uh, that would actually be kind of fun to follow. All right, Rob Thompson this morning was with Angelo Cataldi. Here's Topper on the Phillies, their trip to the World Series, and what he's feeling right now as the manager of this team. One of the most amazing periods of Philadelphia sports happening right now, and the man in the center of it is the now full-fledged manager and miracle man, the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, Rob Thompson, (laughs) on the line. Hi, Rob. How are you? Angelo, how are you this morning? Congratulations, Rob, on a highly improbable and incredible performance. What a year. Oh, my God. I, I just got to know this, Rob. I'm watching you in game five, and you just look so damn calm. Are you always that calm or inside it, like your stomach kind of clenching? What is it like for you in big moments in those games? Well, I, you know, I try to uh, appear calm for sure because I think that, you know, leadership, when people are in leadership roles, that's what you should do when, you know, when the, you know what's hitting the fan, but um, 
but yeah, I mean, it gets a little intense inside, and, and uh, you know, there's a certain amount of anxiety. But you know, I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot of things, and and there's a lot of things you can't control. And I I tried my best to uh, you know not not worry about things I can't control. So try to stay as calm as I can all the time. Well, you look at here's the thing, though, Rob. In in all these, you've been in baseball so long, but you've been a behind the scenes guy. Is it different that the focus is now not on just your players but on you? Wherever you go, yeah, people know who you are. How different is it for you? Yeah, it's 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 quite different, you know, and it's it's um, and it's more about um, you know, there's a lot of time spent, especially now during the playoffs, with with media, different types of media, ESPN Radio, Fox TV. Um, you know, we got the the um, local radio show and and so there's a lot of time spent with that so that's that's probably the biggest difference um instead of my head being behind a computer and looking at bump plays and things like that i'm i'm sort of the conduit between the ball club and our fans and um and i know that's part of the gig and and i've got to the point where i kind of enjoy it so it's good Rob, is it harder to manage a playoff game than a regular season game because you got all these people around you praying Well, uh, the, the one thing about the playoff games are, you know, there's so much intensity to it that, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to be watching your players and see how they react and see if they're getting caught up in the moment. Uh, so where you have to maybe uh, make a quick decision on someone, whether it be a pitcher or a position player. But, um, but our guys have done a really good job. They've uh, been very poised and, and, and don't let them – haven't let the moment catch up to them, and, and uh, they've played very well. I'm, I'm proud of them. I got to tell you, Rob, one of the things we do in Philadelphia when they win or lose is manage with the manager and question sure. all the moves. I, I, sure. When in that, toward the end of the game, when Josh Hader mm-hmm. was warming up, and we know the mm-hmm. investment the Padres made, you did already say you're surprised they didn't bring him in. Um, would you have, if you had that weapon, with six outs to go, would you have used them? Yeah, and I like I don't I don't like to criticize other managers because I, I get enough of it myself. But um, yeah, let me just say this: I was surprised that that he wasn't in the game, okay. and, and pleasantly surprised. <laughs> All right, and what about the bunt with one out in the ninth, Rob? How surprised were you by that? Uh, a little bit, just because. Um, you know, Ranger was on the mound, and Ranger's – I mean, Ranger wasn't – for whatever reason, he wasn't eligible for the gold glove. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, he is probably – him and Max Freed from Atlanta, the two best defending pitchers in, in all of baseball probably. But, uh, but you know, they, they explained it that they saw that Hoskins was back and they're, he was trying to, to direct, uh, take it with him towards first base. But, um, you know, it's – Ranger's pretty good out there. He moves around well, and he throws well, and, and his his heartbeat doesn't speed up either. So no, I'm I glad get... they bought it, and I'm glad we got the out. Uh, absolutely, Rob. And that was a unusual moment on your side because you were using a guy to close who didn't close this year in Ranger Suarez. Um, did that play out the way you wanted, or were you forced into that move because Robertson couldn't find a play? Yeah, that's that's really what it was, and we had to go to uh, Sir Anthony and, and Alvarado a little bit earlier than we had to because I I always wanted to put Alvarado on Soto, and uh, that spot came up in the in the eighth, and with Sir Anthony and and uh, Alvarado's usage, I didn't want to see them go multiple innings, so I ended up Robinson ended up being the closer there, and just you know he for whatever reason he couldn't find the plate. And so we had the lefty matchup on, on their center fielder, and so that's when that's when we had to bring Ranger in. And, and Rob, um, with the Wheeler, you've been really uh, pretty strict on eighty-five, ninety pitches, not going beyond that. Are you hanging with that through the World Series, or will you look at that differently? Yeah, I, I, no, I, I really haven't. Uh, it's just so happened that he's, he's we've taken him out after eighty, eighty-five pitches, just because of the game state, but. Um, he took that uh, ground ball off the back of his calf the other day. Off of um, uh, he had a line drive one hot 
one hop shot off his cap and it was starting to it was starting to stiffen up on him so you know we're very careful with him i'd talk to him after the previous inning i said how you doing he said he said you know i got a little bit left i said okay empty the tank and i'll come get you when it's time and and so that's what we did and and uh unfortunately serene he couldn't grip the ball and we get three wild pitches and and you know now they take the lead but um it is what it is and and uh the guys battled back harper big home run and and uh we're here now. Hey, Rob, I'm sitting here with a fellow Canadian of yours, uh, Keith Jones, and he tells nice. me that the entire country of Canada are Phillies fans because of you. Are you feeling that love from your homeland? Well, I, a lot of my friends are texting, and, and um, a lot of people that I know are texting or calling, and, and uh, you know, I haven't seen any news articles or anything, but... I know that, uh, you know, now that the Blue Jays are out of it, I know that there's a, a lot of interest in our ball club. And that's good. That's good. We're an international team now. <laughs> Thanks to you. <laughs> I, what, tell us what it's like to manage Bryce Harper, Rob. Uh, it's, it's really good. You know, he's a superstar, but um, he is very unselfish. He's, he just wants to win. He came here for a reason. That was to bring Philadelphia World Championship and um, – I'll, I'll be damned. He's, he's getting it done so far, and uh, I wouldn't want anybody else. And, and I'm in just, that spot. Right. We don't know clubhouse culture, which is something you're apparently extremely good at. Um, Kyle Schwaber, we're told, doesn't just do a great job on the field, but has an impact behind the scenes. Could you talk a little bit about that, Rob? Yeah, he's he's been a huge addition in. You know, he's so good with everybody. He brings everybody together. And, and you know, the, the young kids that have come up, he, you know, we have this thing where they take the machine out early and they, they do curveball work for that night starter. And he's always dragging the young kids out there and, and making them feel comfortable and talking them through slumps and talking to even the veterans that are, are struggling a little bit. And, and it's, he's really unique in that, you know, he goes through his own struggles and, while he's going through those struggles, he's still helping others with theirs. And he's, he's really an unbelievable person, unbelievable teammate, um, unbelievable talent, too. Uh, you know, we're so happy and lucky to have him. You know, you got a background uh, with the Yankees as well as now with the Phillies, Rob. Uh, they hate the Astros with a passion. Have you mm-hmm. heard from them saying, please do to them what we couldn't? Uh, are you the last yeah. hope? Yeah, <laughs> I've had a few texts from, from Yankee people wishing us good luck and and please beat them and and things like that. But uh, yeah, um, you know, we seventeen was my last year with the Yankees and and they beat us in the ALCS. And, uh, that was you know the year with all the scuttlebutt about you know the cheating and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, getting a lot of a lot of texts and a lot of people that want uh, want us to beat the Astros. <laughs> um, how tough are they, Rob? How good are they? They're really good. I mean, they they can beat you in a lot of different ways. They, you know, their their pitching is outstanding. The starters uh, one through four are really really good. The bullpen's tough. They they hit home runs. They score runs. They play good defense. They're they're a complete club. And and uh, we got to go in there and we got to. I'll tell you one thing: our guys will be prepared, and they will compete. They're going to show up, and we, you know, we got to play well. We don't have any doubts. I just got one more for you, Rob, because you waited a long time for this opportunity, and you've made the most of it. Um, what would it mean to you personally to have a parade in this city in your first year as a real manager, and um, and to win a championship for Philadelphia? Wow, it'd be um, one of the greatest feelings I've ever had. It really would. I, I think this. I I really have fallen in love with the city and the people that are here. I love our fans because they're passionate and they they tell you when you're do, not doing well and they they sure, certainly show up when you are doing well and and I love that about it and and you know we got so many players on this club that have never experienced this playoff atmosphere and and they were so poised and not get caught in the moment. Now we're going to the World Series to so win it and and. Run up Broad Street, that would be an unbelievable feeling. Rob, you know we're all pushing for you. Good luck, Rob, and thank you so much for doing this for us today. 
I appreciate it, Angela. Thank you very much. Rob Thompson, manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. Such a nice guy, too. <laughs> and a really good manager. That was a fun interview with uh, Angela with Rob Thompson, who apparently also called into the midday show. Let me talk about this earlier. Rob Cherry, who's, who's running around here tonight, mentioned this as well. I'm just, I mean, I don't know if many shows were as supportive of Rob Thompson as early as as this show. I remember we, we did the show, was it early July, late June, that he should be the full-time manager? I think this was the first show to, to commit to Rob Thompson. I mean, remember we were playing the Canadian National yes. Anthem after wins? yes. I just, I mean, if they win the World Series, if you're a, a major league team looking to win, you better send a scout up to Canada to go find their next manager. Yeah, do you think you're looking for like people involved in baseball or just any Canadian person? Just any Canadian person. They could be at the, the ice fishing hole, the Tim Hortons, whatever it is. <laughs> Hanging out in Toronto, Quebec, anywhere. I mean, just pick a city, pick just a place. Just roll a baseball into a Tim Hortons, see who picks it up, and go from there. The Mar- I think the Marlins just hired Skip Schumacher to be their manager. They should have done it your way. Just roll a baseball into a Tim Hortons and see which person picks it up. You're the next manager of the Miami Marlins. Probably um, be too hot for them. Uh, Miami? Yeah. There's, there's a couple more teams. Chicago, uh, White Sox need a manager. That's a climate similar. Right? A little chilly, cold. That's true. It's yeah. very windy there. Yeah, they could find someone who could do that. Um, but I, I thought that was a good spot with Rob Thompson and, and him talking about you know, different elements of how this team got to where they are right now. And interesting, he was talking about the Astros. They could beat you in so many ways and and why that team is as good as it is. They're good. I mean, they, they, you know, the last couple of series or last three series, you can kind of find a, an angle to like they're not right or they're off or this or that. Or, or the, the you know, the Padres obviously weren't that good. They won 89 games, Phillies won 87. The Astros are legitimately a great baseball team. It doesn't mean the Phillies can't win. I mean, we've seen upsets in the World Series before. We'll see them again. It's a baseball series. Four out of seven gets you there. Um, I am very excited for this thing to start on Friday. I'm also interested. I mentioned this with Howard earlier. I want to mention it again here. I am wondering how Jalen Hurts tomorrow handles the angle of his city against his new city. Jalen Hurts is from Houston. He is, I mean, and it seems like he's pretty prideful of the city he grew up in before he moved on uh, to college in the NFL. How do we think Hurts is going to handle this tomorrow? I I mean, I agree with Howard. He's going to be prepared for his answer. He's not just going to say something silly. But I don't know. He seems like a pretty loyal guy to Houston. Yeah, and he's worn Houston hats in in press conferences and – I imagine whatever response he has, he's going to sound slightly annoyed by it. Like we're it, talking it about, it seems this. almost too silly for Jalen Hurts to to be entertaining questions like this after a bye week. Yeah, and they've he'll try to mention they have a game coming up on against a you know good defense or whatever he's going to say on Sunday. My guess is he's going to say he's very excited for the Phillies and he he hopes they win, but I'm not sure if deep down he believes that. No, I'm sure he is a Houston fan, and I, I think they're. I mean, I know we all love Bryce Harper because he became an Eagles fan and a Sixers fan and a Flyers fan. Instead of when he was a Cowboys fan. (laughs) Yeah, and just pretended that he wasn't a Cowboys fan for the first 24 years of his life. It's fine. But I also think it's okay to like the city you're you're from, right? Like, it'd be weird if I moved to Houston next week and just became a full-on Astros fan. Like, I I think it's okay for Jalen Hurts to root for the teams where he grew up. I do, too. I I also— don't think even if he is going to root for the Astros, he's going to make it a thing. Like I'd be shocked if he wears his Astro hat tomorrow. I'd be shocked if he's upset if they like. He's going to handle it. He's, he's not probably to, pretty busy right about now. He's not going to make himself the story this week. That that I'm pretty sure about. But he'll be asked about this tomorrow. I mean that there's there's no question. It's I wonder. You know this. I was mentioning earlier the Sixers are so far under the radar right now. They're loot. They've not played well. They won their first game last night. This Eagles game is the most under-the-radar Eagles game. More people want to talk about the Texans one because they're going to be in the same city as the Phillies. Like, people will go to the game. Assuming we get to game six uh, would be next Friday night down there. That will be a thing, like this crazy Philly trip. You go to the Texans-Eagles game on Thursday, then you go to World Series game six on Friday. That's awesome. It's almost like the Steelers game is, like, happening on just a Phillies off day. It's weird. It, you know, Eagles-Steelers... And it's so far under the radar. Eagles are a ten and a half point favorite in this game. I uh, I feel like the Eagles are going to win. I don't think the Steelers team's any good. I will say though, outside of the Bills game, the Steelers have been in a one score game in almost every game this year. 
I'm not sure the Eagles blow the Steelers out. No, it feels like a game where they get up. I mean, they've been up, what, two touchdowns in every game so far this yeah. year? Yep. Feels like a game, and we've seen it now like four or five times, where they get up 14, 17 points at the half, and they win by eight or nine. It, it, it isn't necessarily in in question at the end, but it's a little closer than you maybe would have liked. Yeah, I think so too. That'll be a one o'clock game on Sunday. We're gonna have Rob Cherry hop on here. I want to let's let's play with when, when Rob's with us here. Let's play the Fransky call of the Bedlam at the Bank. I want I want to get Rob's reaction. He's heard so many of the great calls at Philadelphia Sports, and he loves Bedlam. And he loves Bedlam. Here it was on Sunday when Bryce Harper stepped to the play. Phillies down one, bottom of the eighth. Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers. Swing and a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. And it is gone. Yes. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top. Are you kidding me? His 10th career home run in the postseason. And he may never hit a bigger one. Rob Cherry, your thoughts on the call. I mean, obviously the home run was amazing. But I thought the call was incredible. Well, Scott has been great basically since the day he got here. Yep. He's had – in 08, he had some great calls. Obviously, he didn't call the last out because Harry did. uh, Professional courtesy. 09, the Jimmy walk-off was one of the all-time great calls. He's had some great calls during the season of uh, of walk-off uh, home runs or walk-off doubles, you know, when Chooch got beat mm-hmm. up. There's been so many great ones over the years. He has stepped up his game unbelievably for the playoffs. The the Reese Hoskins bat spike was a, one of his best calls ever. ever. This is close. Uh, this is maybe, uh, well, because of what it means, probably more. I still I haven't even heard the final out. Let's play it. So, so this is the final. So, did you hear my story? Do you, do you know where I saw or heard the final out? No. So if this series had gotten back to, to San Diego, WIP was sending me. I was, was that at, right? I was at the airport. <laughs> my flight was scheduled for 742 on Sunday to San Diego. Because it's a, there was no day off. No travel day. Yeah. So I left my house. My family drove me to the airport. We left when Dominguez took the mound. They're winning. Then yeah. they were losing because he gave up the lead. And then we pulled up to Terminal C as JT got the single. And I listened to Scott call the Bryce Harper home run from right in front of the terminal. And then I just stayed in the car. I was like, well, now I'm not going to go yeah. in. Let's see if they just win it. So I heard this, the final out of the game when Ranger had to come in. I mean, if they left Robertson in, they were going to lose that game. He was That was a brilliant maneuver to bring Ranger in. I know. So he, here's how it sounded. Here is how the Phillies sounded winning the pennant on Sunday. Suarez kicks. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball. Popped up. Shadow right. Segura going out. Castellanos coming on. Castellanos has it. And the Phillies have the National League Championship. They have beaten the Padres 4-3 and they celebrate on their home turf as the Phillies are the 2022 NL champs. Celebration behind the mound as the Phillies come back with two in the bottom of the eighth and they have knocked out the Padres four games to one. And they're going to play for the world title. That is music to my ears. It's great. That is tremendous. I mean, the Matt Stairs homer also in, yep. uh, uh, in 2008. He has had so many great calls, and we're so lucky that we had Harry and Whitey and now Scott in L.A. I mean, it's almost like, to make a comparison, almost like the uh, the Packers going from Favre to Rodgers, like just an yeah. extended run of amazing. We didn't miss a beat at all. No, it's like one guy was like Hall of Fame, right. and this guy's like he's headed for the Hall of Fame. I agree. I mean, he's he's great, and we get to hear him call. And you, I think he set up his game. Who's the MVP of the playoffs? Scott Fransky or Bryce Harper so far? It's close. close. It's, it's close. Clo- it's close. And Reese Hoskins could have been if uh, if it, it, it stayed two nothing. Let me. I don't know if you heard me. I'm going to give you a comparison. And you got a chance. I didn't watch this guy play. I just know of his career and what he did. I'm going to tell you who Bryce Harper is. This generation's. He reminds me. So he's left-handed, power, flair for the dramatic. He's got some Reggie Jackson in him. Well, Reggie was a hot dog. And Reggie, I mean, Reggie a, was a braggart, too. But I mean, as, but he a, backed as, a, it up. as a hitter, he's yeah. got Reggie Jackson in him. He does have some of that. And, and, he, and, and even signed as a big profile for Adrian. Reggie went to the Yankees. Yeah. Bryce came here. I, I think he's, he he's like that. He wants the spotlight. Yes. And Reggie wanted the spotlight, yep. too. And I don't think we've ever had a player like that here except maybe Pete Rose. 
Right. Pete Rose was at the end of his career, but he just loved uh, all the attention. I mean, there was no nerves in him when he walked the plate in the eighth inning. Like, like it was like a July at bat, just swatted it to left field. I'm just amazed at how bad he was in September and how great he's been in October. I know. It's like who could have predicted this? I mean, they needed it obviously to get to the, get to the World Series, yeah. but the way he was playing in September, it's like, well, he's injured. You know, it's, it's, it's next year maybe. Right. And then he turns it on. And hits. He's just been amazing. He's hitting. Yeah. He's hitting four nineteen in the playoffs. Right, let me ask you this: Did you call either home run, the Hoskins two run homer, or the uh, uh, the Harper home run? Like that? I think it was going to happen. Yeah. I kind of had a feeling on Harper when he yeah. when Mel- Melvin did not put uh, Hater in the game. I said he might hit a home run. What here. was he thinking? <laughs> he wasn't thinking. I mean, this is the one. I mean, and the Phillies have had big hits against Hater before. But still, you have this guy I know. to get the final outs. They traded for him. He pitched one inning in this series. Makes no sense. No. What are you saving him for? It doesn't make right exactly. There's no go. Your season's on the line. This is it. But Melvin did work some magic with that team. Oh, he's a good to, manager. To beat the Mets. Yeah, he's to beat a, the Dodgers. He, that's a pretty tough pass. He just he didn't have a good series against the Phillies. Rob no. Thompson was the better manager in this series. He guessed wrong. He guessed he wrong, and Topper guessed right almost every time. Are you ready for the Phillies in the World Series? Uh, absolutely. This is great. Now, the Astros are a great team. Yeah. And and obviously, everybody's going to be rooting for the Phillies because the Astros are the villains. America's team. I like Dusty Baker, though. Yeah, I like Dusty. I mean, he's and a he hard wasn't guy. part of the yeah, no, he, he, he came in to clean things up. Right. It's not his fault, but it's it's his, you know, the team. Some of those guys are still there, at least. Yeah. But they're, they're going to have to play their A game to beat them. And by the way, you, you were talking about Verlander. What's Verlander's record? How was he with Detroit? In the World Series? Yeah. His numbers in the World Series are not very good. Well, there you go. Playoffs, so, he's been good, but the World Series, for some reason, there have been great. great pitchers that have had trouble yeah. in the World Series and in the playoffs. So th- there's hope. Get a split in Houston, and then they get three in a row here. That's I, the key. I agree. Win it get- at home because every World Series they've won, all two of them, they <laughs> here. won it here. So win it here. Verlander's zero six in the World Series. By well, the way, well, there you go. There's there's a An winning ERA game one. An ERA of five point six eight. Whoa! Game one is a given. I'm assuming it's Nola, but it's a given. Yeah, I think it's Nola too. All right, Rob Cherry is coming up next. You guys have a great night on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.